Digital 410 Productions proudly presents the What's in Your Head podcast. Digitized live from the ACT Computer Studios in Cape Coral, Florida, it's the What's in Your Head podcast with your hosts Gordon and Don Abernathy. What's up, what's up, what's up, OG5? You honky, you made me green. Hey, Gordon is green again. I don't know what is up with your feed, fella. You went green. It can't on, be my feed. I don't know, man. You went green on me a little bit ago. Now I'm you're back. Not green at all. Now I'm, you're green I'm looking again. at my my raw feed, and I'm not green. Uh you're green. Anyhow, uh, you're dicking with puppy. Cam. Oh, there you are. No, you're uh, puppy cam's not even plugged in because heaven forbid we bring some new features to the podcast. I got a camera. I got it pointed down to the floor where Bailey hangs out while we're doing the podcast. It's cute as all get out. As soon as I turn on the GD camera, though, then the audio, like, after 10 minutes cuts out, and then we would be back to where we were years ago, back when we continuously had problems on this podcast. Like, right now, I'm trying to um, go to the live stream on this new Facebook app. Can we talk about that? how Facebook has made this impossible to manage multiple pages now. It's a complete... Absolutely honky. We can do that. What's with the honky stuff? Well, I wanted to read out some white slurs that, you know, are the only things able to be said these days. No, get get to it then. Apparently it's on on your mind. Abe Lincoln, Afro Saxton. Wait a minute. How's eight miles a white thing? When uh, kids try to act ghetto or black from the 2002 movie, Eight Mile. Interesting. Uh, Afro Saxton. Sounds like a place in like uh, Southern Tennessee. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ibu, Nigerian word for white people, albino, Angelo, Aryan, bacon bits. How does that one work? White trailer trash and have sex with pigs. Evidently, it's a thing. Hmm. Bacon bits. Okay. Um, Bakai, which is Cantonese for white ghost. Hmm. Ain't going to say that one. <laughs> Why not? Beach in word. Oh, I got you. Overly tanned people are surfers. Interesting. Bean dipper. That sounds a little backwards. White men or non-Hispanics who date Hispanic women. Oh, I get it. I see. Betty Crocker. <laughs> How does that one work? Refers to white women in general. Okay. Uh, bird shit. Huh. Because... Bird shit is mainly white. You know, sorry guys. Facebook has effed this thing up so bad, I can't even get into the live stream. So Gordon, if you want to talk to the, you keep an eye on the Facebook nonsense. I'm going to tune in on YouTube and between the two, we'll divide and conquer because I can't spend the entire beginning of the show staring at my phone because Facebook has decided that they want to create a complete cluster F when it comes to managing public websites. But what else is on your list? No, gee, we've got the boogeyman. The I actually Amazon. heard him referred to as the bogeyman the other day, which is kind of weird. <laughs> Enslaved African-Americans told tale to the children of a boogeyman. This must be where the boogeyman legend comes from. Who would abduct you, kill you, or otherwise cause you harm if you were to leave the plantation. The boogeyman, which they spoke, was in essence the white man. So, we, boss, commonly used by African-American minority groups. You know, this is the only town I've ever been called boss. And it was like right away when I moved here. Uh, 14 uh, some odd years ago and I'd, I'd go to a gas station gas station attendant hey boss anything else yeah I remember back in the um, 
late 90s when I was selling TVs. I, a guy came in, one leg, really had nothing to do with the story other than the fact I guess maybe he was having a bad day or recently lost the legs. So anyhow, something was causing this guy to be so bitter and jaded. He's coming mm -hmm. in to buy a TV. You know, back in the day when you bought a big screen TV or a Sony Vega, something of high value, it had a salesman attached to it because there was commission attached to it. It's not like where you go to Walmart or Target, you point at the TV on the wall and say, I'll take one of those. You actually used to want to learn about what you're buying and comparing them. And so the hmm. guy comes in. I was like, hey, uh, hey, pal, what's going on? He said, I'm not your fucking pal. <laughs> okay, Dick, have a nice day. Exactly. Another one is cabbage. Cabbage. Small uh, small town farm trash that were, wore spotted welder beanie caps or carried concealed knives to school. Hmm. Kind of interesting. We got Caucasoid. Basically, it's it's just a play on Caucasian. Caulky, caveman, cheesehead, chirp, chite. What was the last one? Chite. Chite. Chit, probably. White people trying to act Chinese or Asian. <laughs> Evidently, we're accused of acting all sorts. Clam I, thought Asian, I thought Asians were uh, white adjacent. Uh, some people, they, they are, but... Uh, I don't know. I'm confused with all the stuff. Uh, possibly used because many white males live in poverty, surviving by scavenging clams and the like. <laughs> okay. Clamp it. Obviously, based off the Beverly Hillbillies, Clay Eater, similar to Cracker, in that it was referenced to poor Southern whites who resorted to eating clay. Didn't know you could be that poor. What sort of mineral nutritional value is there in clay? Maybe you can get some um, magnesium. Magnesium. You know, I take magnesium every night ever since Vinny told me I need to. I take magnesium, zinc, and vitamin D. Crisco. Crisco. Okay, that, they must be talking like the old school white grease that you'd like. Dad used to use when we would um, grease up the pans for making homemade pizza. Yep. Do Crisco they still sell those? White vegetable. Yes. They Chef do. Boyardee, the green. Mm -hmm. It was like a green, white, and red box, and you'd make up the dough and you'd put it on the plate and you'd sit on on top of the oven while the oven was preheating so the yeast would rise. You could proof it, as it were. I don't think. Do they sell those? packs anymore or is it that frozen pre-made dough and now they just give you some pepperoni and sauce that's uh that's interesting i haven't I even seen that since we since we grew up if you guys are watching on the live stream or you listen to at home email us or hit us up on facebook do they as far as you guys know because i don't have a producer here and i, I don't want to spend much time looking for it because then it distracts me from what i'm doing but uh that's an we see that all we that we see that kfc um Steak and bacon shake, chicken and pigs in the blanket. That was like our almost weekly. And the pigs in the blanket were made from the Pillsbury biscuit mm -hmm. thing. Before they had crayons. You asked me earlier what I was drinking. I'm drinking Diet Coke and uh, and Larceny, which is wheated bourbon. And I'm drinking out of a canteen cup. One, you haven't lived until you've drinking out of a piece of tin that was formed in 1944 and two believe it or not kind of like a yeti um it you can see the ice and it's all condensation it actually mm -hmm. keeps the damn cold and then it, it was available crick gypsy <laughs> white trash who wanders around looking for a job and then a few of those what does that do uh, with creeks though you hold on be i'm not done like yet found... the definition is not 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 in stone yet in west virginia the only navigatable areas were valleys formed by rivers and creeks are also known as cricks 
I can this one came out maybe of Florida. they made their money out of crawdad hunting and stuff like that. Mm, I'm sure there's something about crawdads. I'm only in the seas. I'm not going to go. What got you into this whole rampage? Want to talk about slurs against white folk? <laughs> Um, by the way, we kind of we kind of just have you seen the news? Have I you quit, seen what's going on in the I world? I quit watching, man. I'm a happier person. You know what I did yesterday after I don't watch much either, but it just you know. It's and you know, we kind of got off the politics. We, you know, we kind of got deep down that rabbit hole for a few, and then like last week, we stepped off of it, and and more people stuck around. So maybe people are tired of hearing it too. But yep. Anyway, there's a bunch out there. You just type in uh you know racial slurs for whites and. <laughs> Jesus fucked if there ain't. Just a don't bunch do it at work because we don't need don't your do IT work. guy finding your Google search, sending it to HR. Somebody. Cartoon shows. I saw a post that you made about cartoon shows and people to see if people could uh, name a few you didn't know of. Okay. Are you going to test me? Uh, you probably know it because you should remember it. It was actually ho- most below. He most loathed show, Trans or Z. <laughs> Not to be confused with Voltron. Transor Z was a monster of a different shape. <laughs> yes, it was. That was back in the time. Can we even say Japanimation now? <laughs> or is that I, you could say it was the OG anime. I know, but yeah. we used to call it Japanimation, but I don't know if that would fly in 2021 or not. All you, um, what do they call these cats now? An- anime, all you anime freaks, uh, is it still socially acceptable? Will I get kicked out of Comic Con for tossing around the phrase Japanimation? Probably. Probably. Okay. Uh, what about Voltron? No, Transor Z. What about it? I didn't know if you remembered it. Oh, I remember it vaguely. I remember, <clears throat> I think we lived in the apartments in Kentucky at the time, and you had that little Japanese kid down the street that you're friends with. Junpei, yes. And uh, he taught you how to make some sort of sauce out of soy sauce and mayonnaise, but that's another story for another episode. But That was I'm, great. We I do remember that. a lot of um, tr- the deep, because he was from that culture, he introduced you into because most people i think would be voltron guys not trans or z guys i think trans or z actually was an, go an ahead Ameri- it was an american adaption of uh what it was called mazinger d or Mag- mazinger z I'm so sorry. it was our version of auto uh, of a uh, go bots uh, <laughs> uh, our uh, our version of a um because a japanese show like basically like the main characteristic whose name was originally Koji in Japan became Tommy Davis. <laughs> okay. Cause you know, we had, tra- we had transformers and then if you couldn't afford a transformer, you always knew the poor kids whose parents shopped at Kmart because they didn't have the transformers. They had the GoBots, And I don't know what the price difference at retail level was between a transformer and a GoBot back in the day, but the, the only- GoBots, they, they kind of, they had the, you could pull back the wheels, let them go. And then they'd flip up. Right. I barely remember. I just know it seemed like the the only kids who who had those were like the the kids whose parents couldn't afford transformers. They were like, um, kind of like generic Legos, if you will. Gobots is a line of transporting ro or transforming robot toys produced by Tonka. Mm-hmm. So it was legit, similar to Hasbro's Transformers, although initially separate as a competing line of toy. Mm-hmm. So it did actually end up becoming the. Uh, intellectual property of hasbro after they bought out tonka so yeah i remember those quite well before i get into my weekend <laughs> story um plus we're already kind of on the topic you ever hear a new song quote unquote for the very first time and you're like i know that song 
Is it one of them songs that may be a sampling some shit in the background? Yeah, but they're not sampling it. It's just very, 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 very fucking close. And it's, Wasn't there a Limp Biscuit song that reminded me of the Red Hot Chili Peppers? Was that, it, that the one? Well, let me ask you this question. Um, I can understand in rock and roll and anything that you're playing real instruments, no, no, I'm not taking a dig at hip hop artists, but people who play instruments since because there's only so many notes, so many chord changes, so many rhythms out there that eventually songs are going to sound alike because of the notes, right? And the arrangements. There's only so many that you can mix up a little bit, you know, before you're almost writing exact same thing. Right. But when it comes to hip hop arrangements and lyrics, <laughs> is it, Sampling, influenced by, or just trying to make a name for yourself by putting out something that's um, been already done back in 2017 that was kind of a hit in your underground country hip-hop culture. Sounds like that's a little too close of time. Not enough time has passed. What do you mean? Know, to be able to do, to do it, to sample something or, or you know, show homage to something that's like five years old. Exactly. But if you're a young cat, if you're like 18 and you're trying to make a name for yourself in the country hip hop, let, let me here. I'll, I'll play you the sample. Um, let's see here. Here, here's his song called, uh, tune it up. Okay. Let me turn it down a bit. It's a little loud. It's a little too tuned up, bro. Uh, hold on. Uh, D D D D. Here we go. Uh, turn this down. Here we go. I got this F-150 with the 10-inch lift, 35-inch tires with them Rockstar rims, and they say turn it up. Can you hear that nice and clean? Yeah. So that's Turn It Up. Saw a little what, year did, what year did that come out? Apparently last week. <laughs> I saw a video on TikTok of the guy, young African-American cat, making a name for himself in country hip-hop. Cool. That by I Amory Van Buren. I don't know. I liked it long enough to, to go and record the video. Then I unliked One, two, it. we're coming for you. We don't give a woo. Going to break some rules. Uh, no. Here's the song. Here's this line again. I got this F-150 with the 10-inch lift, 35-inch tires with them rock star rims, and they say turn it up. Okay, so he's talking about his F-150 lifted 30 inches. No, six inches. I got this F-150 with the 10-inch. 10-inch lift, 30-inch tires on his Rockstar rims. Okay, cool. Makes perfect sense. It's hip-hop. It's country hip-hop. And then I was like, where have I heard that before? Now, I've been down with Demon Jones since before he had a beard, and I got pictures to prove it. <laughs> well, yeah, back when he was hanging with Rehab, right? Yeah, after, um, let's just Dan say, Brooks Buford kindly left the party, and Danny, jo Danny Boone, before he became the go-to core singer and backup singer for every person on the average Joe record label. That was basically the start of the country hip hop scene. He was had band called rehab. And so demon Jones would go on tour with him and sing all the parts in their old songs that Brooke Breford would sing, but demon Jones got popular enough. And now his whole brand is his beard and all that, which is great. Here's a song. And I actually thought Demon Jones did a better job on Land Chair High. Yeah, exactly. So here is Demon Jones from 2017 called Throw It in the Pit. 1999 with a 30 inch lift, 53 inch tires, it was a Christmas gift. I ain't scared to get it dirty deep down the mud. I let my buddy go first, but, but his Jeep got stuck. Now do you hear a similar? Well, I'd see here, here's something there, but the problem is, is you can only to talk about lifting up vehicles so many different ways. Okay, sure. 
I okay. So here, let's do a back-to-back -back comparison. Because you're right, you can only talk about so many things, but when you put in the same cadence, the same order, and almost the same background music. I got this F-150 with the 10-inch lift. 35 inch tires with them rock star rims and they say turn it up 1999 with a 30 inch lift 53 inch tires it was a christmas gift i ain't scared to get it dirty deep down the mud i let my buddy go first but his jeep got stuck okay very similar what happens if you it's over like when you would listen to battle rappers right they all use the kind of the same cadence well what if we overlap it I got this F-150 with the 10-inch lift, 35-inch tires with the Rockstar rim. You can't say that if that wasn't heavily influenced, and that's being nice about it, it's basically the same same exact chorus, not chorus, but... Um, Song? No, not just that verse. one verse. It's, it's basically verse. the same exact verse. I was not word for word because one of them's got a, you know, a... a, a I think what he say, Chevy. That was F one fifty, but it's it's just too damn. I don't know. To me, it was like that's definitely the same. Maybe he's giving him homage. Maybe he's saying, "Hey, I grew up listening to Demon Jones. I like this song." So in order to get my name out there, I'm gonna kind of construct a song that sounds very similar, at least in that part of it. You could be right. I've been trying to find that actual song, and I'm having a hard time. All right, if I were to spend the time to go on TikTok, I could tell you who the guy was. But it's, I think the song's called "Turn It Up." Well, there's a lot of different songs apparently called Turn It Up. Oh, of That's course. The, so it's uh, interesting. So speaking of interesting, last Thursday, I think it was. No, last mm -hmm. Wednesday, I get a message like at 9 o'clock at night from our friend over at Laughing Comedy Club, Larry Venturino. Yeah. And he sends me a text message and he said, hey, you need to come to the comedy club tomorrow. I can't tell you why. Just be here. And I'm like, hmm. Okay. And so I, guess? so I sent him a message. Mystery guest? Question mark. You gonna put your ass up on stage? And he said, "I can't say. Just be here." And I'm like, "Well, great. Tomorrow's Thursday. Kind of got some stuff to do, but you know, when, like when someone reaches out to you and says, don't miss it, you don't want to miss it.'" And I was talking. You, you, it could have been to roast you for all you know. Yeah, it could have been. And so I was talking to Carrie about it. She's like, "But who goes to?" You know, what name person or what big thing? Who would show up at at a small? Because before COVID, Laughing Comedy Club is a nice intimate club. I think it seats about 200, 220 people before COVID. But I think right now with restrictions and reseating, it probably fits about 130, maybe 140. But that's a mm -hmm. nice intimate place. That's kind of like someone dropping me a hint saying, hey, you need to come out to the acoustic night at the bar tomorrow. There's going to be a something cool going on. So you're like, huh. Okay. And I told Carrie, I was thinking about it in the shower and I came out and I said, well, you know, I listen to enough podcasts to know that big name comedians, when they're working out new material before they go on their big arena tours, they go to small clubs and they'll work out new material. They just show up. They, they call it working it out. Yeah, you don't want to bomb in front of a big crowd. Just like, you know, MMA is huge and you got all these fights going on. These guys don't just sit around and then go out and fight. They go, they work out in the morning. They go to the gym. Well, this is kind of a comedian's version of going to the gym. They need to be on stage. They need to be in front of live people and they need to float new material. Work it out. And, and so, um, Larry says, you know, I can get your reservations, but I don't think I can get your free tickets. I was like, well, that's a hint right there. Not that I need free tickets, but the fact that someone's going to be there and 
Okay, well, how much are tickets? Ten bucks. Okay, not a problem. Put me down for two. And um, so we go the next day. Of course, the very next morning, I have a, a computer debacle to deal with that may take all day, thus delaying my efforts to go to the 7.30 show. But I make it work out and end up going to work after the show. But anyhow, so we get there and we're, we're sitting down. And uh, there he said, do you want me to give you, let you in on the secret or do you want to wait? I said, well, you can tell me. He said, Ron White's here. <laughs> I'll say, okay, Sweet. cool. Uh, I think the Hater last- salad. Sweet. All right, cool. Yeah, with that. yeah, like the last time he came to town, you had to go see him at Barber B. Man. You, you know, you're dropping money, big money on ticket. And once again, it's going to be kind of cool to see somebody who, you know, hasn't, uh, I mean, once again, you're seeing somebody in a small, nice little show and it was, he did a great job. He, it was funny. The, um, the opener came up Well, the DJ came up and started doing his thing. And then he's like, uh, this next, uh, this next comedian originally from Texas. And, and uh, I was like, nah, I, we're, we're not doing that right now. Huh? So the owner comes up and does a quick buy a time bit. You know, he, he has some material. He, he worked that out. It was pretty funny. Um, he only took like two minutes and then Ron Wake came up and he said, Hey, I haven't performed in over a year because of this COVID shit. And it's so weird to see him because he's just, he's wearing a t-shirt tucked in his jeans. Usually when Ron White performs, he's got the black sport coat on the button up white shirt underneath. He's got some jeans on, but he was just dressed like he's going to the gym. It was just, it was cool to see him just kind of in a relaxed environment and being Did he have a cigar and a martini? No, he, he made reference to vaping. He was drinking a beer, but he does, um, he owns a tequila company. I heard he went sober. Well, he was driving in a tour bus for his tequila company. Whether or not he's drinking, he was drinking a beer, but um, he owns a tequila company. Mm-hmm. And uh, he came out and did probably, I don't know, <laughs> I'll say 20 minutes or so, thanked us and left. And then I <laughs> I meant to grab the guy's card. It was in my shirt and um, the, the, the headliner. He came out. Hi, Bebop. He came out and he was doing his act and he stopped at like two minutes into it, made a reference about Ron White. And then 45 minutes into it, he's like, so help me God, if Jeff Foxworthy walks out here, I'm fucking quitting. <laughs> but he was, the, I, I, his name was Dale something or other. I really wish I would have gotten his card out of my shirt. This, God damn it, Dale. This guy was funnier than shit. He had, I mean, n- not to pull punches, because Ron has his own material. He's working out new material. But this guy was funnier than shit. Did he kill? Did he it was it? laugh out loud. Carrie was literally falling over laughing. He was funnier than hell. And his bit was insane. He It was a, it was a performance. Um, it was literally he was acting the whole damn thing out. And it was funnier than hell. And I'm trying to look him up. I know he was on last. Uh, I know he was on um, last comic standing. So I'm kind of looking for it now. Yeah, here his name's Dale Jones. Let me see if I can find some uh, stuff on YouTube and we'll play real quick. Hey, while you're looking, you know how a big guy can look small? How's that? Look at the size of this coffee mug. That's a big ass coffee mug. What? It is a big ass coffee mug. It's a uh, coffee with a little, uh, you know, a little. Yeah. Bourbon in um, it. Here, I'm going to play just a little bit. I'm not going to play the full seven minutes, but uh, Jones, here he is. Um, that was Sinbad letting him in. Awesome. Hi. This is cool. I'm in a theater. I used to bag groceries for a living, and I'm in a theater. That is so cool. I called it bagging groceries. The police called it shoplifting. <laughs> he has this whole 
his whole this, bit is like this, he's this nuts. Is weird for a reason. I, I'm not good at meeting people. I get nervous. I always give out too much information. I don't mean to. It just blows out this hole in my face. You know, I just walk up to somebody and be like, "Hi, what's your name? I have a prescription." <laughs> He'll like start picking at his microphone like he's nervous. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> right. And then the voice in my head kicks in. You gotta connect with him, Dale. Tell him your hobbies. I like to sit on the toilet till my legs go numb. <laughs> but just imagine this sporadic. I mean, his, he's fast-paced. Well, no, but it's happened on occasion. More he's fast-paced. His content constantly changes. Um, he has a shirt on. Says, "I'm not well." And just, just imagine in the middle of that, out of nowhere, so my God, if Jeff Foxworth, if Jeff Foxworthy walks out here, I'm quitting. I mean, he's just all over the place. He's the, he's the funniest. Um, I don't want to say. He's the funniest, what would you call him, a regional actor? I don't know. Up and comer. Up and comer, yeah. yeah. He, was, he was the funniest person I've seen in a long time in a small, I mean, everybody was rolling. It, he I was wanting to be a fighter. I thought I saw Bruce Lee. I was a little kid. He was cool, right? He was skinny like me. He went like that. He looked awesome. I did that, and I pooped a little. <laughs> so I got well, his card. I'm going to try to get him on the show. but It still worked. Yeah. The, bu- the bullies left me alone. <laughs> Ah, he was hilarious, but very good. And so I just had this kind of surprise thrown in my lap, which was cool. You know, it's it's nice to know people who can get you in a cool situation. And the very next day, I get a phone call from Brad, who's been on the podcast a few times. He's my old roommate from Ohio, and my the lead singer of the band I used to be in. And he was down here a couple months back. Uh, him and his family were up in Tampa, and they drove down to Fort Myers Beach and Nugget, and I went out and hung out with him. Mm-hmm. And his daughter's really into wrestling. Wrestling, die-hard wrestling fan. Now, does she ha- does she have a coloring book when she was younger? I don't know, but um, when she uh, yeah, and um, when she was down here, she was talking about wrestling. But uh, Brad called me and said, "Hey, uh, what are you doing in April?" I said, "Nothing much. Why?" He's like, "Well, we're going to be in Tampa." I was like, "Okay, we got tickets to WrestleMania." And you got to kind of buy them in pods. So you buy so you're saying wrestling. It wasn't collegiate wrestling. It was WWE wrestling. Formerly known as WWF. Yes, which they got sued by the World Wildlife Federation. And apparently they had been around longer, even though the pandas don't look as good in a fucking um, singlet. But <laughs> um, So they had to change their name. But he said, uh, there's only three of us going, but we got four tickets because you buy them in pods. My wife bought a pod of four. I was like, well, what day is it? And he told me it's like Saturday, the whatever, April, sometime middle of April. I was like, okay, cool. He's like, uh, it's Saturday and Sunday. Now, for those of you playing along at home, this is the same uh, Brad that Don traveled across the country with to see Kiss. <laughs> yeah, because he made the um, he made the decree that he was the biggest Kiss fan in all the land. And that he was going to go see Kiss when they started off their reunion tour, regardless of what state they were in. He was thinking New York City or Detroit. And us, Wrong. And us being in Columbus, Ohio, a road trip to New York would be fun. And yeah, seven, eight hours. It's a breeze. And Detroit wouldn't be too bad. Right? Get yourself some Fago. Oh, they announced Dodger Stadium on Halloween. <laughs> and so Brad and my uh, the guitar player at the time, they were going to take a road trip to California. And Brad's 19, 
91 Mercury Cougar. His third one, because it's a fine automobile. When you find something you like, you keep it. <laughs> well, the guitar player's mother wasn't too enthused with the idea of her 21-year-old son driving across country in a 1991 Mercury Cougar. But he, but he was 21, right? Yeah, but he still lived at her house. Mm. He may have been 19. I, it's hard to remember. We all drank back then, and he, we may have been underage. Or may not have been. And so... Oh, I'm fucking 42 now. What's the hey statue limitations? I'm so old. I had out. to buy fucking readers this weekend. <laughs> oh, don't you laugh because you, if I remember right, had bifocals when you first got glasses. Lineless bifocals, yes, but mine's got better. Long story short, um, Ryan's mom co-signed on a Acura Integra so that he would have to go to work, make the car payments, so let's not be able to drive mm-hmm. to California. I got looped and going, yes, we drove out to California and back. Before the advent or the widespread availability of GPS, back when cell phones had uh, roaming charges. Did you have the Rand McNally Atlas? So we had a phone that we couldn't use because we couldn't afford roaming charges. These were pre-flip phones. These were just like the basic green screen with a black font and some buttons. This is a basic run. Kind of like that phone you gave me. Um, and yeah, we had a buck knife and a, a road map. And we drove, and I often, I, I often think about it. It's kind of crazy to think that our generation is the last generation to take a road trip before the widespread availability of GPS. But now, yet the first generation to use computers at a young age. Mm-hmm. We are in that that nice sweet spot. How many twenty-one-year-olds do you think you can give a Rand McNally to? Take their phone away, give them a debit card, and say drive from here to L.A. Be there. On Halloween. I would think and 95% of them would be in a fetal position in the corner. We slept at rest stops. Mm-hmm. Um, Done that before. Like I said, all we, we had the only weapon we had was a knife. But yeah, we, we went out there and saw um, Kiss. I knew I was old about five years ago when VH1 Classic started playing the Kiss concert with Smashing Pumpkins from Dodger Stadium on Halloween 1999. I'm like... I was in that crowd. <laughs> Wrong. The first, <laughs> first uh, baseline, second tier. Yeah, I'm so old that now I was actually in a concert that's played on VH1 Classics. Don's aged so well, he looks all of 46. Yep. And I remember Kiss obviously dressed up as Kiss for Halloween, but Smashing Pumpkins came out dressed up like the Beatles. So that was weird. Except one of them was bald. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think he had a wig on. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. So it's a two-day event. So you're not going to be in like one of the monitors. They'll actually have people back there. Yeah, but they're like in pods. They're like, they're. I think they have the arena. Hopefully, I forget to ask you which arena it is. Hopefully, it's the hockey stadium. That's no, it's not Emily Arena. I would have known that. But um, he said something like it's pods and they're sectioned off, and basically you have a. I don't know, but it's it's a whole ordeal. But. Um, my plan was just to drive up there. It's a two-hour drive, but now it's like two days in a row. I'm going to have to drive up there, drive back, drive up there, and drive back. Dude, you're going to have to make a thing of it and find some old Hulkamania wear and get some some old-school Oakleys. Well, see, that's the thing. He the and blades. I, I haven't watched wrestling since 1999. I'm talking like when I was watching wrestling because of him, it was back in the Scott Steiner, the NWO, that whole Hulk Hogan thing, uh, Eddie Guerrero, all those cats. 
And then that's when they started doing a thing where they're constantly knocking out the referee and then everybody go tag team and beat up the one guy and then wake the referee up when he's pinned. And it just got old and stale and I quit watching. But cool thing is, I guess there's a chick who is a WWE wrestler and she graduated mm-hmm. from the high school we did. Really? Yeah. Um, Grove Tucky High School? Yep. From Grove C- City. So that'll be interesting to see. Alexa Bliss, I think is her name. Um, born when I was in middle school. Yeah. Her name's Alexa Bliss. And it's a Central Ohio native. They can't even say Grove City native. Here we go. Columbus Dispatch. Uh, Central Ohio native Alexa Bliss beats out odds to triumph as WWE star. Scroll down, scroll down. Yeah, she's cute. Let's see. Outside the cages, uh, chokeholds, and spectacle of the world wrestling entertainment, the Columbus native. Can't you say Grove City? It's easier to say Columbus. So she's born in 91. Yeah. August the 9th. What annoys me is um, a guy I went to high school with, he uh, went to Grove City High School, but he lived in Urban Crest, and he made it to be a linebacker for OSU. But they would always say, from Urban Crest, so-and-so. It's like, well, can't you just say Urban from the Crest. high school that the guy went to? He, he's from Grove City High School. Urban Crest is just a community on the outskirts of Grove City. Yeah, but it was a underserved mm-hmm. So they wanted the positive reflection on that. Understand. But, Understandable. Yeah. yeah. Somebody can get out of this. It's like getting out of Detroit, right? Yeah, no, but Grove City, we need all the light we could get shined on us. No one knew who the fuck we were from. You, you meet people. Where what are you from? talking about? The great Grove City marching band that, you know, was in the Rose Bowl parade? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's the talk of the world. You're at, yeah, you're at a bar somewhere. The, Where are you the, from? The, Grove City, Ohio. Oh, shit. You mean the people that had the band and went to the, the Rose Bowl four times in a row? That's the one, motherfucker. Yeah, their band director wrote all this famous music for marching bands. Yeah, I don't know why I know this stuff. But, um, yeah, interesting. So, but I heard, I heard, real, I heard, you know, live wrestling is pretty damn cool. Cause yes, it's, it is staged out, but they're essentially, I mean, they're fucking doing aerial acrobats and shit, man. That's got to be cool. I, well, I tell you, I've been listening to some, some podcasts that had some wrestlers show up. And uh, they really do get injured pretty bad. Yeah, they do. That's why all of them can't walk Fuck. past the age of thirty-five. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's incredible. It's so many. The guy who played the Undertaker was really effed up. So, oh. um, um, back before or back when the first radio show I started messing around with, um, they didn't last long. But they had Bam Bam Bigelow on their show probably six months before he died. When you, speaking of getting old, I got a semi-trending video on tiktok right now and because i'm not famous because i'm not rich and because i don't have a nice rack i gotta make content that's more familiar to people (laughs) something that they can understand otherwise why would they watch my shit and i got a video right now i posted yesterday currently has 5547 views do you want to know what the context of this video that's gathering so much attention currently has 300 related with fast food restaurants close Something related with IT. No, I was grocery. I, I was tasked to go grocery shopping while they clean the house. I'll take that deal any fucking day. And um, we were having lemon chicken on the recipe. Apparently, I'm doing it backwards. Uh, we had lemon chicken on the recipe card there, and I was tasked with acquiring one lemon for zesting, which don't sleep on zest. Uh, one thing about those boxes oh, we started to get at the beginning of pandemic, 
They would have us zest limes and lemons like fools, and it's so damn good. If you guys never zested anything, and you actually want to cook some shit at home, look into zesting. You'll you'll be glad you did. You know, while you're zesting, if you're into that, make a key lime pie from actually a lemon meringue pie. Uses a lot of zest. Mm. Is that any stuff. good? I don't know. It's an acquired taste. When's the last time you tried it? Long time ago. Let me get some of that key lime pie. Name that movie. Uh, I can't. Natural Born Killers. That was one of your uh, top movies in high school. That was one that Frog and I went to the movie. Star Theaters. We, we saw a thing like five times there. Yeah, you were into the, really into that, and then you got an ICP, and then I became concerned. Well, it wasn't so much that. as the older brother. Well, yeah, but one, it was a cool movie. Two, it was a cool movie. A majority of the soundtrack was done by Trent Reznor. That doesn't fucking hurt. And at the, that time, you know, we were huge Nine Inch Nails fans. Mm-hmm. And so, but it, it was fun. But back to the story at hand. The reason I got 5,000 views on this video right now, getting more by the second, upon the list of things to acquire for the lemon chicken was one real lemon to zest and one lemon juice in case we needed a little bit during the taste test. Like, oh man, I need a little more lemon. We just squeeze it in there instead of. Now, you do have a zester, right? Yes, I have a zester. No zealer. I have a zest for life and zeal. You know the difference between zest and zeal? What is the difference between zest and zeal? Zest is a interest or compassion for generally everything. I have a zest for life, but I have a zeal for World War II. Zeal is when you take that same attention and you hone it in on a particular thing. Great energy or enthusiasm in pursuit of a cause or an object. Which one's that, zest or zeal? That would be zeal. And zest? I haven't looked up zest. (laughs) But anyhow, back to the TikTok video. I have no zeal for looking up zest. Okay. Um, so I walked around for probably five to eight minutes looking for a little yellow lemon, the little plastic yellow lemon. Great enthusiasm or energy for zest, a quality of excitement or piccany. So at the this, outer colored part of peel of citrus fruit uses a flavoring. So at this moment I had a zest for lemons, but I had a zeal for a plastic lemon full of lemon juice. Cause after all, that's all we ever knew, right? How many, how many plastic lemons did we have in our refrigerator growing up as kids? I think it went from the plastic a lot, and then it went from the plastic lemon to the bottle. But I, I had in my mind that it was a plastic lemon. And so I finally broke down and asked a nice Publix employee, hey, man, where's the plastic lemons full of lemon juice? Huh? She was befuddled as all get out. Do what? Apparently... At some point in time, lemon, plastic lemons and plastic limes full of the juice of which fruit that they depict as in their plastic form is kind of considered low brown, trashy. Yes, they're actually made by real lemon. Mott's real lemon. Lemon juice. Isn't going to lower themselves. 2.5 ounces. You could get it on Amazon for $3.99. Publix isn't going to lower themselves to that standard. She showed me their lemon juice. And it was in a bottle that looked like it was formally shaped like a lemon, but then they stretched out a long neck and put a white label around it. And so I posted on TikTok. Here, I'll just play it for you. Yeah, so I'm so old that I just spent like 15 minutes walking around Publix looking for lemon juice. Here it is. The reason I say I'm old is I spent 20 minutes looking for little plastic lemons because when I was a kid, that's the only way they came. I don't know when they had to get fancy. Yeah, so I'm so- but something that dumb, something that basic, 
and something that stupid, it's relatable. And because of that, it's the comments what blew it up. I started getting comments. Number one comments, why not buy a real lemon? <laughs> Don't worry. I bought a real lemon. I have nothing against lemons. I just needed both. So uh, one person said, what's wrong with lemons? The other person said, yes. Um, this person said, I still remember those. This person said, I would have been looking for the same thing. This person said, I do the same thing, but I usually try to remember why I went there in the first place. This person <laughs> said, same. So all these people are like, oh, my God, I remember the little yellow lemons, too. So there's a little hint for you. If you're not rich, you're not famous, you're not a chick with a big boobs that you can put on a bikini and bounce around and you want to get some views, don't write a bunch of scripts. Don't spend all this money in production. Just find something dumb and relatable like plastic lemons and talk about that. It's something that triggers something in people's minds. Like, oh, yeah, I remember that. And because all these people start commenting, it starts showing up on everybody's For You page. But, yeah, everybody's like, why not just buy one? And it's like, so I did. So I got that going for me right now. I'm looking for the fucking concentrate, man. Now, we've mentioned a few times. I'm going to do a video on this. So after the Ron White show, I posted a picture of it on my Facebook page, my D-Train page. Mm-hmm. And someone commented, I haven't seen a post from you in over a year. I thought you got By off Facebook. Way, he looked a lot like dude. Mm-hmm. Well, one, I'm like... 40 feet back in the dark and two once again he's just wearing a t-shirt his hair is not up it took me a minute to figure out who it was i was like oh that's uh tater salad well at first i thought it was um you guys can see the photo if you're listening to this on the playback head over to d uh what's your head.com or d-14.com go to the page for this episode i'll post up the photo so you guys can play along at home uh, forget my, my my train of thought fell into a black hole so this chick says it's the first post i've seen from you in a year this is going back to the whole reason we've said I've been spending more time on TikTok. I post on my D-Train page probably three or four times a week. Not as much as I used to. I used to post 10, 15 times a day. But I got, realized. <laughs> I got jaded. Um, let's just swing over to the old D-Train page right now. Um, let's see here. I currently have, like, I don't know. I got 1,400 followers, right? Mm-hmm. Out of those 1,400 followers, this picture, which Facebook is happily to tell me is my trending post, this one picture that someone said, it's the first picture I've seen from a year in a year. I have 1,400 followers, and uh, they shared it with like 200 people. And you know why they shared it with 200 people? you're not paying them any money. Well, they would usually share it with 20. The reason they're not, the reason they share, reason it spiked is because it has nothing to do with my content. Facebook does not want you to post anything on your page. That's promoting your page or your company. If so you what's do the work around on that, you know, I used to work for a corporate media company who would spend oodles of money to bring in Facebook algorithm experts to tell us how to do things to get the most views out of Facebook. But they would, it was all part of the hustle. Facebook would change our algorithm again in six months and you have to pay those consultants to come back. Um, for a while, they told us if you were to post. It like it'd be cheaper to pay Facebook at that point. If you post a picture with no dialogue, it gets very little shares. Um, if you post a um, post that tries to sell or uh, get attention to a person, product, or a f- event, um, it won't get any views. If you take a photo, if you make a flyer, 
and the picture has like at the time it was like more than 13 percent text in it they wouldn't share it so i mean it literally got down to that where they had algorithms looking at your photo to see how much text and if there's a phone number or a website embedded in the text to determine whether or not they would share it and so i've been talking about this for a while yes i'm on facebook we're streaming on facebook right now but you don't know because unless i pay facebook and you say well don it's only it's only ten dollars if you want to if out of 1500 if you give us $10, we'll let 20 That's no shit. This is I have a screenshot. If I pay them $10 for one week, they will allow between 35 and 230 people who follow me to see that post. But if you want to get more views, you can pay more money. Which is fine if I only had one page, but what? I'm supposed to pay $10 a week for D-Train, $10 a week for What's the Scuttlebutt, $10 for a week for What's in Your Head, $10 a week for my, you know, I'd be a hundred. By the end of the month, you've got a car payment. Yeah, it's insane. And so, sadly, once again, I got a fucking video that didn't cost me anything where I'm talking about plastic lemons that's semi trending on on fucking TikTok. So I've been putting all my, you know, it sucks. I hate to do it because I, I I don't want people to think I'm turning my back on the Facebook community, but Facebook's kind of pushed me in a corner. So say, in uh, TikTok been overtaken by us middle aged folks? Yeah, that happened right around uh, the beginning of the pandemic. So and before we get into the news, um, they're they're in the Snapchat and shit like that. Do, 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 do. I cannot believe you. Chill, sis. I'm like two minutes late. How was Sarah's thing? Oh, she was so good. She's so smart. I worry about mine. <laughs> Stop it. All right, y'all ready for this? Now or never. Let's do it. All right, everybody be cool and nobody gets hurt. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a robbery. So if you're looking for something to watch on Netflix, particularly something maybe a little by proxy viewing with your, your spouse, your better half, if you enjoyed the HBO show Weeds and you want to mix in a little bit of... Um, Ozarks, perhaps a little bit of um, uh, Breaking Bad, but with more light comedy and a all-women-driven lead roles. Check out Good Girls, streaming on Netflix. Uh, three suburban mothers finally suddenly find themselves in a desperate circumstance and decide to stop playing it safe and risk everything to take their power back. As you heard there in the beginning, they rob a store. And not to give anything away, because I'm sure if you look into the show on Google... They come to find out that that store is being used for certain purposes by certain type of people. And through no um, control of their own, they end up getting into more deeper, deeper from everything from drug smuggling to money laundering and all that stuff. And so it kind of has the humor and the remember how weed she started out selling weed. And as time went by, she got deeper and deeper into the game. And yet, of course, you got the attractive Hispanic gangbanger on the other side and things happen. It's kind of like that. Um, got a good cast. The acting's great. Um, it has a 7.8 on IMDb, but they always play it safe. Uh, let's see cast. Uh, do, 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 do. Ruby Hills. Um, no, do, do, do. cast. Why do they have it? They got, sorry. They got in a weird, they got the cast in weird order where the main people aren't up on top. Um, Christina Hendricks, you know who she is? Played the secretary on Mad Men. Yes. 
Matthew Lillard's the lead. He played the funny guy on screen that when I was younger, people often said I looked like. Um, Rena Wilson's in it. Mae Whitman. And many, many more. It's made back in 2018, but of course it's 2021. And they Hollywood always seeing things coming. Got yourself a nice equalized cast. Modern day themes, including an 11-year-old who's deciding that she wants to be a boy and is going to transition. So all your social points are all wrapped up and covered in this show as well. It It's three seasons. We're like almost near the end of season two. And it's just one of those shows that's 40 minutes an episode. Got some time to kill. Pop on an episode of Good Girls and you'll enjoy it. It's a good watch. It's funny. There's some points like, okay, why wouldn't you just do X, Y, or Z instead? But, you know, writers are writers and plots are plots. You can't get tied down in that. So if your cue is dry and you're looking for something to wet your mouth, look into Good Girls on Netflix. Hey, uh, so I'm thinking of getting a new tattoo. Oh, yeah? Thinking of a few taboos that you ought to kill? Yeah, well, I can't get Katina to buy off on it. See this right here? See this right here? Wait, sorry. Wrong arm. This right here? Yeah, I've been staring at that for 40 fucking years. I wish you'd get rid of it already. Well, yeah, I was thinking of getting it basically around just as U.S. hillbilly stamp. You turn it into an egg. <laughs> Sunny side up. Because it seems like seems like when I every time I'm in Kentucky, it seems like hillbillies have these things on them. Well, my daughter has one, so fuck you there. Um, two, if you hey, I have one too, so I can make her, make jokes. I I guess, <laughs> but if it's something you're truly considering, you need. No, it's not. It was a joke. Well, I was saying, it only went over very badly, but okay. Well, no, uh, the reason I bring Official it up. Grade A U.S. Well, anyway. <laughs> But where's your accent, Gordon? I he know, lost, I lost it. it. Lost it somewhere in Montana. Ah, oh, jeez. But anyhow, for <laughs> those of you who have ever considered or pondered about the possibility of covering up something like that, some tattoo artists won't touch it. They'll say it gets messed up. Um, Carrie was very lucky. She found someone who was willing and able and skilled enough to tattoo over her port wine stain, which she had a huge one on her hip. Um now it's a koi fish, but uh, he looked at it, said the capillaries weren't too bad. That, uh, but it's so crazy when she got that tattoo because of the port wine stain. He had to take a break because her skin got hot to the touch. It was so fucking. Oh weird. yeah, it got hotter than normal because I guess where the blood capillaries were. But uh, he covered it up. It looks good, and it's so. I mean, it is a possibility, but not. Depending on the, the oh no, it was going to actually depth. be highlighted. It was going to be around it. No, okay. Well, you could. That would be. Yeah. A, that'd be a. That that would hurt like hell. Yeah, I wouldn't do that. I just thought it. I have had, I have no tattoos still to this day. I've often, you know, when we got that stimulus check, I pondered it, but I just. I tell you what, man. I'm glad you got rid of that tongue ring ring because when you would talk, you sounded like Boomhauer. I took out the tongue ring the very day I started working in radio in the parking lot outside the radio station. How quick did it take it to heal up? Uh, like probably two days. I had that thing since 16 years old, and I didn't take it out until I was in my mid-30s. And the reason I took it out is I didn't want it clicking on my teeth on the air. What was that Chris Rock song? If a woman has a tongue ring, she's going to... Yeah, pretty much. And if a man has a tongue ring, he's going to... Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> anyway. You ready to do the news? Let's do the news. Joining us now from the Digital 410 West News Desk in Las Vegas, Nevada, Gordon Abernathy. Gordon, how you doing tonight, friend? Better if I had more coffee. Coffee? You need larceny. Ask for it oh. by name. you got to get your homework. 
is to get a bottle of this. I know where it's at. I, I, I know where it's at. I've seen it. I got lucky. I was talking to the guy over at Friendly Frankie's, and he said he only ordered it because he asked some, some guy requested it and never came to pick it up. And, yeah, uh, you can get it at uh, Total Wine. I just bought this. This is my third bottle from there, and it was the last one. Hopefully, they restock. It's good. Try it. That's your homework. Do. Get a bottle of larceny. See if we so, can send us some. State of Florida cannot be outdone. Dude, we are we are riding high. We haven't been this awesome since spring break 1988 when Revenge of the Nerds talked about us all the time. Yep. For the longest time, it was, oh, Germany or Florida. Florida man does this. Now it's, oh, I wish I was in Florida because I'm still in the lockdown state. I can't even scratch my balls without getting a certificate from the governor of New York City. I'm sorry. I'm not getting a fucking passport. Show me your papers. Can you believe that? That they're considering? Uh, it ain't going to fly. Actually, I just read an article that Biden's not really on board because he gets it, I think. Well, Does briefly, he, really he got anything? it and he forgot. <laughs> My mama told me that I am the president. <laughs> no, 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 no. Anyway, Florida, Florida's not to be outdone. You know, you know the uh, the giant ship that screwed up the world economy when it blocked us. Who The Evergreen. What do you think about the Evergreen? I think there's more to meet the eye on that. It's actually called not the Evergreen. That's the company. It's called the Ever. Damn it. Evergreen's written on it anyhow. Well, yeah, but it was actually called the Ever Given. Okay. But yes. I Well, I think it's interesting that one boat can uh, be like a, a clogged artery, basically, right? But this guy was either drunk or forced into a situation he couldn't get out of. Well, it could have been a technological problem because it is a modern ship and maybe uh, it got... Because they're saying there's no wind. Well... But they blame the wind. Well, do you think it was hacked? It was hacked or some systems, something malfunctioned. Who knows? Because the whole, my whole reason for this is the fact that the thing drew a giant penis and it's tracking. I've log. not found that in the news anywhere. It did. Just a boat blocking you didn't go to canal. Q&A, did you? No, it's all their penis. I just typed in boat blocking Sioux canal penis. Um, basically, they have the tracking logs, right? It's right here. Yeah. Uh, Jerusalem Post. They looked at his log where he went, and he literally drilled two balls, a shaft, and then did a circle, and then went up in the Seuss Canal and blocked a damn thing. So he's basically saying, I'm about to fuck y'all? So either A, his boat got hacked, and maybe somebody was fucking with it. B, Sounds like something. B, the fact that, the reason I say he got in a situation, maybe something happened, right? Let's think Hollywood movie style. Oh, we need, you know, someone got to hold him, you have to do this. So I'm going to draw a penis as kind of a indicator that something's afoot. Why would I draw a penis before going in there and then all of a sudden I'm blocking? The fact that he drew a goddamn penis on the map tells Says me... some kid hacked his system. <laughs> somebody was controlling the boat. Someone was controlling a boat. Or he's like, I'm screwed. I'm going to lose my captain's license. Let me do this. Maybe some of the keen eye will try... Well, why would he do this before I do that? And maybe help him out of the trouble he's in but something's it's not a straight there's there's no just imagine how long it would be because you said it was the balls too right just google right now i just google i just google because well, boat I'm just blocking a, ball, a boat that's just a little shorter than the stat uh the empire state building just the turns it's got to make and how long that took i'm sure if you read it, it'll tell you 
how uh, which speed because it's it's his travel log. I'll just here I'll type it on my phone. I'm working on uh, it. Suit canal boat. Hey, Vice.com, a cargo ship drew a, drew a giant dick pic in the ocean that got stuck. Yep. Look at the images. That's a blatant cock. That's not an accident. That's a, hey, either my boat got hacked or, and somebody's driving it or I'm putting out, I'm, I'm putting okay, an Easter the egg out there showing that I'm in trouble because that's not an that accident. That's interesting. That is interesting. Well, anyway, back to. Floor, man. News. What's up, Green? So on Thursday evening, a 30-foot-long pink and white boat somehow landed on Interstate near a 10 near Crestview, blocking traffic for hours. So yes, they tried to tie this story to the Jerusalem thing. So it happened. The accident happened when a 64-year-old, am I drunk? 64-year-old Pensacola man was hauling the boat west when the tailor, the tailor, the trailer started to sway and collided with the guardrail, therefore blocking the the freeway. In a similar fashion that the uh, Suez Canal ever given was blocking the canal. I don't know if somebody pulled up an old photo, but somebody posted a picture of a semi truck with the same um, name on its bot on its trailer. Oh, here, yeah. two days ago. Um, first ship now truck. I'm gonna hold up the phone. Uh, but basically, uh, yeah, because the Connexes have evergreen on them. Yeah, and it's blocking traffic just like the boat in the Sioux Canal. <laughs> That's funny. Three, two days after the boat. Uh, so people try to sell their homes. Yeah. You know, how's the it's hell? A it's, it's a buyer's market from what I understand. Yeah, apparently it was. Thank fucking God. Apparently. Anyway, well, in Boston, Massachusetts, this is coming in from the AP. So it's in Boston. Massachusetts woman noticed something strange about the for sale sign outside a home in her neighborhood. Okay. Now, what kind of things would you normally put on a for sale sign in your house? Um, well, two bedrooms, one bath, pool, luxury, you know, a view to die for. What about a sign that had the words written in big red letters that just says not haunted? <laughs> well, I guess it depends on what year the house was made. Now, if you saw a, if you're driving, happening down the road and, you know, you got your head on a swivel like normal and you see a house that has that on a sign, would you uh, say, you know what? I could turn this into something. Let's go on in. Or would you just keep on trucking? I would keep on going because I, I have grew up in a haunted house. <laughs> yeah, I grew up in a haunted house. Well, it's kind of smart because you can't see the house from the street. I'm looking at the picture. Um, it's a your standard run of the mill dangly, but dangly for sale sign but it's down on the road in front of a driveway you can see the house up in the right but the whole yard is nothing but dead overgrown weeds and so it does look like a haunted property much like our house looked in richwood kentucky yep well the house uh is in west boston and and this boston and this lady said that she's just interested uh but didn't know exactly what to you know to say where it's at and she just thought, you know, it would be a prank, but we can't find any answers why the, the lady would put it there. So I don't know if this house has a history of maybe somebody died in there. Or maybe someone sold it because they were schizo and they thought it was haunted. Possibly. But uh, it's kind of interesting. Hey, it worked in Cape Coral, free beer for the neighbors. So you know. Absolutely. So... Ravens are extremely smart birds, right? Yes, they are. Second only to um, not crow. nothing. 
<laughs> people. I, I, what the hell is the other birds, the black ones, I thought were um, a little smarter think, than them, the bigger ones? Oh, not ravens. No, the ravens are the bigger ones. You're thinking blackbirds are crows. No. Go ahead, Blue Story. I'll find it. So Anchorage, Alaska, some Alaska Costco shoppers said that they've had their groceries stolen by ravens in the parking lot. Mm-hmm. Matthew Llewellyn said he is packing his groceries into his car in the parking lot of an Anchorage Costco when ravens, not one, not well, two, raven, but several, a, maybe a murder, swooped in to steal a short rib from his cart. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. According to the Anchorage Daily News, I literally took 10 steps away and turned around. Two ravens came down and instantly grabbed one of the packages, bastard ass ripped bastards. it off and flew off with it. Just imagine how big those ravens were to be able to fly off with a, uh, a, a pack of short ribs. Imagine how much that short ribs cost that she just lost. That sucks. Lewin yeah. said the piece of meat was about four inches by seven inches large, and, uh, and <laughs> it was a sizable meal for the sizable bird. They said that uh, they know what they're doing. This is not their first time. No, they're too damn smart for that. There's uh, videos. <laughs> Saying that these, he fat shamed the ravens and said they're very fat. So I think they know they had a whole system down. There's a video of, it's like in England or one of these super technological progressive places where they have like this machine and the ravens will bring like beer bottle caps and cigarette butts and whatever. And they drop it in the machine and the mas- machine will dispense bird food for them. And so they yep. basically teaching the Ravens to clean up their community. What's interesting is they had noticed when they got home, the other pack of ribs had some holes in it, like, like they're poking at it. And he said, I cut the meat out, you know, where they're poking and started marinating and his wife and what wife says, that's gross. We should take it back. Mm-hmm. And he said, Costco actually took it back even afterwards, after they started marinating it yeah. and gave them a full refund. So additional uh, Raven thief sightings have emerged on social medias. Uh, social media, and uh, it looks like these birds are are out uh, snacking. Somebody's training them. Somebody has trained some ravens to get themselves some food in these desperate, desperate times. And that- then another bird story, and this is my final story. Real quick, John Craft, while you guys are in here, we are still doing, speaking of the Laughing Comedy Club, we're still going to do the uh, Night of Comedy with Digital 410, so email us at info at d-410.com or send us a private message on our Facebook pages and give us your name and we will get you on the list. Um, I don't have a date yet. Um, I'm waiting to talk to Larry to figure out what date, but we're going to do another Night of Comedy uh, with Digital 410. We'll all go out, hang out, see some comedy and whatnot and have a good time. So email us at info at d-410.com. Go ahead, Gordon. Coming out of the small town of Hazard, Kentucky. Not to be confused with Hazard, Georgia, where the Duke boys are from. So coming in from the AP and a, a, you know, this community in Kentucky is rallying to help restore an 80 year old landmark. What is this fancy landmark that somebody could want to restore in Hazard, Kentucky? Well, it's an oval-shaped building. It has a domed roof. Okay. But it has a a neck and a head of a goose sticking out front. Huh. And, and it's 80 years old. So until last week, this is, that is when the goose was beheaded by strong winds. Hazard County Goose Building. <laughs> The owners have put up a GoFundMe page on March 20th saying that the head had moved off its foundation and couldn't be stabilized. They were raising money to reconstruct it. Then on Wednesday, they posted an update. The head had fallen. The building was 
which had served as a home, a service station, a market, and an inn over the years, uh, set this up. They had raised more than 7000 on GoFundMe. The Kentucky Heritage Council in Frankfurt had also pledged to help out. So had Joey McKinney, the owner of the Appalachian Apparel Company. Does that come with holes in it already? Last week, when they were trying to raise money, they said they were having some problems with the roof and the structure, things like that. So I uh, just kind of started thinking of that a point out, uh, you know, we could help raise money. He told the station he came up with a T-shirt designated to look like the old newspaper clipping with a headline, beloved landmark beheaded. And then they uh, would split the profits on the shirts, which should mean around six, eight bucks a shirt. Have you seen this property? No, I, I saw a quick picture of it. This is actually pretty cool. The duck, the duck building itself, blah. It's a mother goose, mother goose. Mother well, goose. it's basically they just put a fucking tower on there and covered it with shingles. Mm-hmm. But that's on a round Green. building. But that round building is at like above a garage mm-hmm. on like a raised. And then the garage actually has grass on it. So it's almost what we remember when we were younger, people lived in what we referred to as in-ground homes. Yes. I think we called them underground homes. But yes. Was that like a tornado proofing experiment? Yeah, that's a that's a good question. Yes, I do see a picture of that. Underground homes. For those of you who aren't aware, they would take houses like trailers, do uh, like double wides, maybe even triple wides, and they would dig a hole in the in a hillside and cover up three sides of it with soil and grass. And so you would basically drive off the street down around the driveway and you would have access to one side, but the rest of the house for all intents and purposes, I said it correctly. Is an underground home, and we used to see quite a few of them in the Kentucky, Ohio area. Well, a lot of it was actually to help uh, reduce the effects of bad weather, you know, because the freeze line only goes down so far. Mm-hmm. You also, for winds and tornadoes, uh, they also quiet, unobtrusive present, and cool surrounding landscape. Yes, and nearly a, and nearly constant in, interior temperature, so it doesn't you don't pay as much in utilities to raise and lower the temperatures it kind of kind of stays uh same i think it's a cool idea and it's it's cool that it's an old school idea i mean there's people now working in thermal energy where you basically dig down eight feet in the soil you put a pipe one going down one coming up you blow a vacuum through it to cool the air to use that for constant temperature but cats have been doing it since the 60s and 70s in the midwest they just bury their yep. house them in the geodesic dome yeah and we had one in Covington that was shaped like a flying saucer. Do you remember that? No, not really. I remember the <laughs> pool place in Florence that had palm trees inside. <laughs> yep. Did you ever go to Mammoth Cave? You know, I, I'm going to sound like a bad Kentucky native, but no. Me neither. And we were watching a TikTok or something, and they were naming off, like, the landmarks of Kentucky you need to go to. Then they mentioned Mammoth Cave. And I haven't heard that name since, like, Granny's Day. I remember Granny talk about going to Mammoth Cave all the time. Mm-hmm. Yes, in Covington, there is the Flying Saucer Home. It's, it's little. It's like as if a little silver saucer landed in Kentucky, Kentucky hillside, giving people across the river in Cincinnati something to look at. And it was a prefabricated home designed in 1968. Now, what you do, right, is you get on Interstate 75 and go over to Cincinnati. 
And Cincinnati. They, and they got this building, right? And on the top uh-huh. floor, it's a restaurant. Now, this ain't just any old restaurant at the top of building. This is a restaurant with a... Revolving. That's <laughs> right, friends. It's a revolving restaurant. So if you get a window seat once every five and a half minutes, actually probably more like 10. I don't know how fast that thing's. Could you imagine spinning so fast? But once every 15 minutes, you can see that UFO over there in, in Lexington. You sure can. Well, yeah, but the restaurant was actually in Covington right on the riverside. It was still Kentucky side. Not to poop on your parade. Apparently Cincinnati's the place to be right now. I hear that they are gentrifying over the Rhine and it's actually pushing a lot of the people into northern Kentucky that live there. Yeah, because Amazon's there. Um, when you guys order shirts, head over to d-410.com and order Come one of right our shirts. Of- um, it all comes out of um, Walton. Mm, or where's the, where's the airport at? Hebron. Yeah, they all come out of Hebron. <laughs> And so that whole area, because it's right on the main interstate, it's Amazon warehouses and tech and this and that. And I hear Emilio Estevez is buying up property all over. Um, he referred to it as the Paris of the Midwest. He also said it's like New York in 1960. Um, you can walk around. So which one is it? Paris or New York? Well, he said property rates, they haven't gone through the roof. He said you can't buy property in New York City, but you can in Cincinnati. And so he's actually talking about bringing production there and everything else. So that whole town is booming. I tell you, the last time I was there was, oh my God, it's going to sound horrible. 2014? God, do, I got to get back. Do one no, of the, no, it's 2016. I still got to get back. Anyway. One um, thing you can say about beautiful. cities, exactly, in, in Ohio, whether it's Cincinnati or um, Columbus, they're all fucking clean. Everything's done pristine-wise. Well, Cincinnati used to be a shithole. But yes, they've really turned it around. Covic, or Cleveland's probably still the mistake on the lake, I'm, I'm imagining. <laughs> but... um. No, it's uh, it's interesting, but that's really kind of all I got for news. Nothing big. Everything's a shit show out there as normal. So I did a little digging. Okay, Easter plans Odd coming news. up. What's that? Okay, Easter plans coming up. This concludes the evening news, and now back to the ACT Computer Studio in Cape Coral, Florida. This Our episode- Easter is not until May. Oh, yeah, you're one of those. This episode of the What's in Your Head podcast news is brought to you by our friends really? at At Computers. At Computers has been providing IT solutions for all of Southwest what, what Florida is one since of those? 2003. I'm doing a spot here, fellas. The only oh, advertisement yeah, you, we you dropped the line like that. You're one of those. You're one of those. Nah, I am one of those. You're one of those <laughs> Greek folk. At Computers have been providing IT solutions for since 2004, so give them a call, 239-283-1120. They can help you remotely. They can help you two-form authentication, antivirus, et cetera, et cetera. Give them a call, 239-283-1120. And also head over to d-410.com. Sign up for that Patreon account. It's a dollar a month. And, uh, yeah, you're one of those. If I had my readers on, I'd be looking over the brim <laughs> you, in a disapproving so manner. Now, do you put readers in front of your spectacles? Are you a double glasses I, guy? I only need them when I'm wearing my contacts. So you need bifocals then? I only no. These are the lowest level readers you can find, and they're hard to find. Hmm. So I'm not quite full blown reader mode yet, but uh, got 1,200 miles trip. What are you talking about, John Craft? Don, keep me up to date on that. I have no idea what you're talking about. I've had like five drinks of my bourbon, so send me a private message and let me know what you want me to keep. So let you put track what? on that. <laughs> but yeah, good talking to you. Um. Anyhow, that's going to do it for this episode of the Watch Your Head podcast. Maybe next week we'll have the puppy cam up and running so you guys can see what Bailey's doing the entire time. Um, but for some reason, the audio cuts out. 
But anyhow, um, thank you guys so much. I really need to get on the ball. I got to put like some music in the background to make it sound professional and shit. So we'll put this here. And um, as always, get out of bed and challenge yourself or you'll never do anything fun. And um, you'll be surprised what you can do. I ran two miles tonight before the show, even though I didn't want to. <laughs> Gordon, are you forcing yourself to get in? I know you're going back to the gym, right? Yes, three days a week right now. How's that going? Uh, <clears throat> uh, sore. Mm -hmm. uh, I am forcing myself mainly to use a stair climber right now because if there's anything to whip myself in the shape, it'll be that son of a bitch. Now, are you a second day guy or a one day guy? When does the pain really kick in for you? Day the, the day after. Yeah, I'm a second day guy. Like if I work out on a Saturday, I really like don't get the pains until Monday. Yesterday I was crippled. I was going to go to the gym, but I skipped it. I'll go to on Wednesday, and then we'll do Saturday, Sunday, back to back, and then we'll do Wednesday. I think that's how we're going to plan it for a while. We'll see how it goes. I, too much going on to uh, do five days a week, I, but you know. And on that note, we'll talk to you all next week. This Bye -bye. has been a Digital 410 production. <laughs>